Welcome to The Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. My name is Kevin. And my name is Daniel. And this is, of course, episode 120, In the Face of Our Lord, who has gifted us podcasting. Daniel's doing a T symbol on his chest. Yeah, I think I did it right. You, is there, is there a direction? There is a certain it? direction you want to go. Right. Um, but I was doing a blessing to Father Paul. Gotcha. I bet you people that are like really good at rhythm games can get that down, like dun, 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 like right for God. <laughs> I, I almost hope there is like a yeah. a Bandai Namco, I don't know, Christ rhythm game. Would it be Bandai Namco? Did yeah. they do it? I don't. I have no idea who's responsible. I for forget. rhythm video games <laughs> in the modern era. Yeah, I don't really know who was responsible yeah. for DDR, but I would like to think it's kind of like in the vein of that. What the fuck does harmonics do? these days oh, right their name yeah. comes up like every six months and it's like oh we're doing a an ar uh hopscotch game and i'm like what <laughs> oh that sounds cool and then i never hear mm-hmm. like if it came out or not like what, what are they doing i don't know what are they up to man you know they've given us so much in our world in our day in an era did they not do rocksmith or was that ubisoft they did rock band oh they did rock band okay. and they actually were the first creators of guitar hero mm-hmm. like they, i think they did one and two and they moved on to rock band Mm. Or yeah, yeah, because part three was like, uh, what are they called? Skateboarding, skateboarding, sk- NeverSoft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wasn't NeverSoft associated with one and two as well as like a publisher? Or? I think they ported a bunch of. Oh, uh, okay. To like, do you remember the fucking DS version of Guitar Hero? No, where it came with only four of like the tabs because like they couldn't do they couldn't do like the full five. What was it like an extension to the system? Yeah, you put it like... in the bottom. So like you know the little um, cartridge slot for GBA games. Yeah, you would insert this this monster, this mm. like little plastic piece that you grip, uh, and then like you know you do the the fucking chords and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Play like a little harmonica. Uh huh. Interesting. Stupid. Yeah, I got bad reviews. Man, the days uh, of like kitschy music uh, games with like peripheral attachments i'm glad we've mostly gotten over that but if harmonics were to come back revive yeah and say hey for your ps5 we have a cross attachment it's the one that jesus himself used. oh what we're gonna put it in your house oh my god we're gonna fucking get some sensors on it and you're gonna play christ rhythm games christ rhythm games yeah. really yeah supplication in 4k <laughs> wow the beat of the christ that's amazing yeah. i yeah i'm waiting for the day that uh harmonics makes the uh jump into into <laughs> religious based rhythm games you're right listen there's a lot of psalms that listen. need music games right yeah absolutely you know that was the first thought that i had when i was playing guitar hero <laughs> guitar hero 2 back in the day <laughs> After after finishing a, a full combo on them bones, yeah. I said to myself, "I wish I could pray to a game." <laughs> wow! I mean, how do we make church and prayer more fun yeah. for the kids? Yeah, know? absolutely. Video right? gamify it. I. <laughs> well, this isn't a save room place. Yeah, we're already off the rails. I know. This is a news episode. We need to take this seriously. Yeah. Bud. When you hit me with the intro, it felt yeah. like. Something I hadn't heard in a really long time. Right. You know, like the call of an old friend or, you know, a lover coming home from war. Or arcane words scribbled on the side of a cave, obviously from somebody who died in there. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the (laughs) room. Well, before we get into the meat of this episode, Mm -hmm. some would say we've already gotten there. Sure. Uh, Rhythm came with a brain. (laughs) It's Listen, it's Sunday. I don't know. We get this weird like Sunday podcasting. <laughs> That's true. Now. We normally record these bad boys on a Saturday mm-hmm. morn, more likely afternoon, right? Mm-hmm. And but no uh, more. You have a different schedule. I do. Now. You 
have, and the kids at home need to know, mm-hmm. you have Sunday, Day of the Lord, and Monday off. I just finished Midnight Mass, so I'm very religious now. Same. Very. Didn't, didn't help those people. <laughs> <laughs> They're all... God damn. I was going to say damn. something spoilery, and I had to Don't. stop myself. You'll scare, no. Yeah. You'll scare people away from giving Netflix money. They're hurting. <laughs> They're <laughs> not. I know, that's a joke. Ah, uh, Daniel. Yes. We are the save room, mm-hmm. my friend. Okay? We are the only podcast that is platinum to the squid game. <laughs> you can't make that reference. You don't know the squid game. I haven't seen it. You don't know the squid game yet. Yeah, I hear it's very good. It is. I'm on episode six. Yeah. I needed something after binging uh, Midnight Mass twice. Did you really? I did. That's impressive. I mean, it's seven episodes, and they go down so easy, but so hard at the same time, because it's a a tough show to watch. That's a tough show. It hurts. Uh, It's a great show, though. That was the first show in a long time that I really just loved binging. Like, Hmm. I craved it every second, and I was like, I can't stop this. It's like one of those once you pop, you can't stop kind of shows, you know? Uh, Yeah, bingeable show. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Pringles of TV. Is there like a Pringles like pandemic going around? Like people like when they open it up, they're just like, I I lose myself. <laughs> I lose myself until I get to the bottom of this can. <laughs> this fucking tennis doing, ball can. We're all doing weird, desperate things yeah. in this pandemic. But that's true. Squid Game, very good. Squid I would Game. recommend it. Uh, my pro tip on this is: do not watch it with the dubs. Watch it in the original Korean because the dubs are not very good. Gotcha. Yeah. Even the subtitles are bad. Subtitles are like close enough. Yeah. Yeah. I just do, I do not like the the VA for the the dubs. Yeah, yeah. yeah I heard it was pretty fucking god awful. I'm sure they slapped it together pretty quick too, right? They need to get a better studio for that kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. For their dubs, because Netflix has a bunch of uh, international content that they're always porting over, and it's like, oh, it's a Netflix original. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, cool. Get a get a better studio for your your dubbies. Yeah, okay? you got all this fucking money. You got too much money, Netflix. You're fucking over here acquiring like what Night Game Studios and doing all this shit. Right. You know. Oh, what, no, sorry. Night School Studios. Night School. Yeah. The guy, uh, the studio that made uh, Oxen Free. Yeah. And the upcoming Oxen Free 2, mm-hmm. Oxen Freer. <laughs> and then a game that I did not play whatsoever, After Party. Yeah. Which I hear was what? Okay. It was okay? Yeah. Okay. I, I thought it was fine. I'll get back to it. I'll go back to it. Like, I need to get back to this promo for our show. <laughs> We're The Save Room. You can find us at SoundCloud.com slash The Save Room Show or mosey on over to Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, probably Stitcher still. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's an app or like a desktop thing. I don't know. I don't care. But go there and RSS feeds across the universe. It's a browser lace thing that you can only get in Microsoft Edge. In Microsoft Edge? Yeah. Is that their... Isn't that their... their yeah. <laughs> no, I fucking hate it. Come on. Get out of here, Microsoft, with your shit. Get out of here, Microsoft, and get in here, Twitch, where you can find Kevin over huh. at twitch.tv slash TheRedHerb. Oh, yeah. What's up? He's playing Resident Evil 4. 4, the fourth one. He's doing Leon the Professional mode Like right I've now. never, Like, I've never played it before. Yeah, that's been um, fucking hard. <laughs> fucking hard, by the way. But you know what? I'll do it. Although, I, get, I got the sneaking suspicion last night as I entered a boss fight... With exactly no ammo (laughs) (laughs) and and one herb, not even modified by a red or even a yellow, which Mm -hmm. increases your overall base health. And I said to myself, I don't think they balance professional mode. No, they never do. I don't like that. This was the air. This was 2005. People were like spinning and wheeling. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? This leads me into required reading, by the way. You need to read the Game Informer interview with Aikumi Nakamura, Mm -hmm. formerly of Tango 
Gameworks, mm-hmm. Shinji Mikami's studio. Yeah. She's a free agent now. Right. She's a free agent now. She was talking about her history with Capcom, said that shit was terrible, and there's things that probably wouldn't happen today, and yet she still said it's one of the best companies I've worked for. Interesting. Hmm. <laughs> Which is really funny. Um, but yeah, and she's apparently making a sequel to a game called Co- Coffin Fucker? Coffin Grave? Gra- Gun Grave! She's making a sequel to Gun Grave. <laughs> that was quite the ride in like five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, required reading. Okay. By the way, required watching. You can find Daniel at twitch.tv slash Dungeons and Daniels. The last thing he was playing was the old Death Loop. Yes. Which you... Platinumed. Ha <laughs> Because I pop, pop, pop that plat. Um, pop, yes. pop, pop that plat. I am the one who loops. I spent yeah. probably two and a half, three weeks with that game. A game that I initially said I would never fucking look at with my eyes and play That's with true. my hands. Just and, two episodes ago. And I just had an addictively fun time playing that game. And yeah. the platinum, while some of it was kind of annoying to do, uh, I got through it. So uh, how, how high is it on your game of the year ranking so far? So... I can't even officially say I have like a full top 10 mm-hmm. at the moment, but I do think it is in the bottom five. Probably oh. at number six. Number six, so below that five, huh? Yeah. Goodness gracious. There's yeah. five other games you played this year that mm-hmm. you said are better than Arcane's Masterwork. And I'm not going to ruin it, because mm-hmm. that's going to be spoilers for an episode we'll do in like two and a half months. Which will probably be a four-hour episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. <'cause laughs> Somehow. we got to fucking outdo yeah. ourselves every year. Yeah, we're going to well, talk for like two hours about what, how one we of these years, to talk about. I want to do like a game of the year roundtable, get like fucking five people in, and just be like, let's all yeah. talk about our games of the year in a circle. We have to open our borders to other podcasters slash gamers, potentially, mm-hmm. right? And there's a lot sure. of danger with that, yeah. right? Um, you got to prove that uh, you have a gamer card True. on this podcast, okay? Like a gamer passport. Yeah, just as I play Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the next thing I think I'm going to start playing, and this I can say this now because I will have streamed by the time this goes live, Okay, is... Fuck, what's the name of the studio? Wow. Is it Gungrave? <laughs> no, it's not. It is going to be Play Dead's Inside. Because I've never played oh, that. I figured okay. I, I wanted to play something kind of like season appropriate because it is now October. The the, no. the horror spooky season is upon us. It is indeed. Yeah. Welcome. So and then I just fucking sacrifice a lamb like right on the podcast. <laughs> fucking decapitate a lamb. <laughs> Spatter me with blood as we start to read the news. And I have to sit wearing lamb's blood for yeah, an hour. Ex- exactly. Yeah, so I'm going to play that. And uh, I'm interested because I've heard kind mm. of good things across the board. I've heard lukewarm things from you. Yes, that, me. Like, Hi. Yeah, that limbo is probably probably a better game i like limbo more yeah um but yeah it'd be a good game for stream because you could beat it in a single sitting mm-hmm. honestly it's like four four and a half hours if that um i like it i think it's an artistic little game i just there wasn't much going on for it that i didn't already see in limbo mm-hmm. to be honest with you yeah. besides that they switch up the art design which i really like mm-hmm. but otherwise it was a lot of the same things which was like there's one object in the environment that you have to pull and oh yeah. lo and behold that's how you progress <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. that's the whole game i'm a fan of like the atmosphere and kind of overall style of the games and then the puzzles and platforming have been like pretty yeah. cool um from what i experienced in, in limbo because yeah, yeah. that's the only one i've played i know they're doing a third person type game at some point but yeah. i don't know when that's going to be so yeah i don't know if they've officially announced the name of it or what it is but i know it's like multi-plat yeah so we'll see that soon yeah we will um i know we want to get into the news will we? pretty pretty quickly here but i want to throw three kind of like lightning round things at you okay uh, three, is it a quiz three no how should i say it so like i want to throw like three lightning news items at you real yeah quick, and i just want to get your in the moment reactions right maybe four 
So I have to be like very time sensitive, yeah. like yeah. visual acuity on this yeah. one. So we're gonna. You should do- work for Harmonix. I hear they're working on a new supplication uh, <laughs> game in 4K. Yes, it, the sounds <laughs> of the supplicant. <laughs> All right, Actually, I'm going to bump this up to four. So, so oh, what the fuck? So, so number one. Did here. I lose? Yes, yeah, he did. Okay, what do we got? Uh, so number one, we kind of briefly mentioned it. Sure. Uh, Night School Studios yeah. being bought up by Netflix. How do you feel about that? Weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they talked about that they want to get in the gaming, Netflix, but mm-hmm. I, I, I still don't quite know what that means other than like, are you diversifying your pocket share mm-hmm. uh, or are you actually going to give a front end customer experience where I can play video games on Netflix mm-hmm. like that's the question I think there's rumors that they're going to dabble in something like that remember the uh, Sony news mm-hmm. where somebody found some UI where it's like why are you advertising Ghost of Tsushima on Netflix like mm-hmm. what's going on here right but uh, I'd be interested to see if this is like one of the first steps into that right otherwise if it's just like a normal relationship where it's like Netflix just has money mm-hmm. cool thank you for uh, getting this studio, this indie studio, yeah. some, you know, flush with cash because obviously they're they're a talent. I love Oxenfree; it's mm-hmm. like one of my favorite indie games. So yeah. I would actually prefer that publisher developer relationship and mm-hmm. see those games still get published yeah. on normal consoles. Yes, I, I don't want to see them stuck on a Netflix subscription somehow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, playing a browser uh, streaming game or something, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yeah, I I want those games on consoles. Same number two. Yeah, Bandai Namco changing their logo. Yeah, it's fucking people hate it. Horrible. I think it's really weird. It's really. I don't know bland. why they decided to do that. Yeah, it's like a law firm's second choice logo. <laughs> Strange. <laughs> Bandai Namco yeah. and Sons. Yeah, but but let's keep in mind, like the original logo is also stupid looking, right? Nobody wants to admit that. It's it, it. There's nothing in it that it's worth fighting for. Yeah. It's just that what they chose is stupider. Look at this. It looks like two guitar picks that are just having a meeting. See that? Yeah, but f- that logo brings like just so many memories to mind right away. Like I associate sure. fucking like Dark Souls with that, and then I associate fucking like <laughs> Katamari with it too. This one that just says Bamco. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's still some people out there, myself included, that fuck up that name every time. You know, Bandai Namco. Is it Nandai Bamco? Is it Bamco? <laughs> Bamco is probably the best way to refer to it. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like a weird like cleanup yeah. of a logo. But. Listen, hey, we'll be here for you as long as you keep on publishing from software games. There okay. we go. Yeah. Number three, October 5th, 7 a.m. Pacific time. Yep. The final Mr. Sakurai presents for Super Smash Brothers. Okay, that's right. Give me your fucking in the moment thought. Who do you think's coming? Well, on that same day, mm-hmm. Remedy Games is re-releasing a, a remastered version of Alan Wake. I think it's Alan Wake. I think Alan Wake is uh, like the synergy, the marketing sure. synergy is right there. Yeah. Alan Wake is the last character. He'll be fucking flashlighting Mario in the face, whatnot. You know, he'll be he'll be writing he'll be writing his final smash. Like it'll come true. You'll just see him write his final smash, and it comes true. And Yoshi goes into the fucking into the dark place. They, they start it kind of like a a mock up of like Luigi's mansion. Yeah, and like uh, like Luigi's like scared looking around, and then a bigger flashlight comes up behind him, <laughs> and then, then Alan Wake's narration starts, you know? <laughs> and they're trying to find that one languid long guy what's his name <laughs> um oh fuck wasn't he in control he was uh i forget and i won't remember okay he was a man mr penny groove yeah <laughs> mr penny groove famous <laughs> alan white character yeah. who's it gonna be who do you think it's gonna be who's the last character uh, i have no idea i hope it's yeah. honestly like i i would like to see them just do a first party one. First party yeah. okay do that big celebration of nintendo like you know to kind of reel in this this 40 minute presentation Right. Um, or if you want to celebrate it the opposite way and really kind of, you know, have it be a celebration of 
gaming, all these like um, companies, developers, and publishers coming together for it. I don't know. You could pull in somebody from another company, mm-hmm. get a get a Sony character in there, get an uh, Xbox character in there. So. I say. For a game that's, like, about the celebration of gaming, all these games and properties coming together in one playing field, Mm -hmm. you need to have a character that, like, symbolizes that. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think they should make a Frankenstein of every single fucking (laughs) character you want to see in, like, one horrible concoction. One nasty monster. Right? Like a super scroll of, like, different IP. (laughs) Like, you see fucking Master Chief's, like, head screaming, like, (laughs) (laughs) It's like fucking, I don't know, Marcus Phoenix's fucking, like, strong arms. Waluigi's legs and hats. Yeah, Yeah, just this crazy, horrible, horrible creature. Doom guy with Waluigi's mustache. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then uh, the soundtrack that he comes with is just unbearable OCs that mix together every single song in one. Like it's all playing at once. It's a coffin. It's it's horrible. I love it. (laughs) You have to be the greatest FG or FC. What is it called again? The fighting game. FGC fighter. In order to just put up with the noise distraction mm-hmm. that this character is as you combat him. Yeah, I think that's... that's I, I like it. the thought of it being a, a, a boss for Simon to fight. Yes. A boss for... Who's Simon? The Belmont? Oh, the Belmont. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Something horrible. I, I well, want it to be horrible. If we wake up at 7 a.m. to see this Sakurai presentation, we'll see if he brings something horrible. But I think it's... Uh, I don't know. I, I'm excited to kind of see this one out and uh, see how they celebrate it because, I don't know, Ultimate has been such a, a celebration in, in fighting games and Nintendo for the last, like, three years. So, it's pretty is, cool. Is Mario already in the game? Yeah. Because that would be my other choice. <laughs> <laughs> Get Gizmo. Get get what from Gremlins? Yeah, get Gizmo from Gremlins and make it become this horrible monstrosity. Last thing on here to keep the lightning round yeah. flashing. Number four in the lightning round is we got a tweet about this. Mm-hmm. Acclaim. They're cock teasing us. They're saying that they're coming back. Famed publisher and sometimes developer Acclaim. They tweeted uh, on October 1st. We're back. We'll be sharing more info regarding our official return on October 15th. I have an update for you. Yeah. That tweet has been deleted. Has it really? Failed to load tweet. And also the name that posted this out turned into Error 404 Studios. Oh, wow. I think we got God. You think we got God? I think we got God, bro. Is is October 1st the new April Fool's? I guess so. I guess so. Look at that. There's nothing to see in this tweet, buddy. It's all broken now, man. Wow, people wrote about this, too. That's crazy. Yeah, people wrote about this. (laughs) That's how easy it is to to, to trick games media. Mm -hmm. There's no accountability anymore. That was an interesting tease if it was <laughs> fake or real. Um, <laughs> like, what property do they have left? Do they still have? Because they used to, like, uh, they published, like, Mortal Kombat back in the day. Yeah. They're not getting that shit back. <laughs> so, and then Turok they did. Turok, I yeah. But, like, what? Night Dive Studio is doing that now? Like the, uh, at least the remasters? They, they were. I don't yeah. know who owns the Turok property now. Mm. I didn't think it was, I don't think a claim is alive. They did, like, a bunch of sports games, too, and then, like, arcade-type games. Yeah, right? they like, did. did. They did a few Simpsons games. They also were known for their public uh, stunts, and I'm not joking about this. They're really? stupid fucking stunts, um, like, name your kid Turok and shit like that, the and we'll give you, like, five grand. That huh. happens. And then there was one where they did some sort of stunt in the UK where gasoline was like only a dollar or something and like they caused like this humongous traffic jam 
uh, because of it. I forgot what the fuck they were promoting. What the hell, Acclaim? Yeah, no wonder they fucking like had to step out of the spotlight. <laughs> Publicity. They're like the Ashton Kutcher of, of games publishing. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> There's an article on Rock Paper Shotgun. Shock, horror, Acclaim's old Turok PR stunts exposed. <laughs> When you look it up, it's like on the list of like 10 most outrageous video game publicity stunts and wow. shit. Yeah, just their crazy fucking marketing. They were one of those like publisher developers back in the day where like I would actually like to see their name come up on a game. Um, but obviously like it's been so long. Like what? They went defunct back in like what? 2003? Yeah. It's uh, been some time. Somewhere after To Rock Evolution, right? Because yeah. that came out in 02. So they, uh, on Rock, Paper, Shotgun, they're talking about how um, they're offering money for naming American babies To Rock. They hopefully uh, provide, and they helpfully provided a tent with a TV and generator to a man queuing outside the electronics boutique on Oxford Street for 20 days, and offered UK folks 500 pounds, an Xbox, and every Turok game for changing their own names to Turok <laughs> by deed, pull for at least one year. So you have to be Turok for a whole year. You're no longer Daniel. You're Turok. <laughs> Turok Daniel. You're Turok, man. That's okay. <laughs> cool name video games dude. interesting yeah you can't sell these suckers well, without, without doing you know making some waves you know the the bleeding cool article that i was gonna yeah quote before you know we decided this was probably another publicity stunt <laughs> mentions that uh through a lot of mismanagement and poor decision making the company went under in 2004 so i could see them doing these publicity stunts and just being wacky with ip yeah. you know brought about their demise so. yeah they spent all their money on on pranks it sounds like so that's that's a good way to go under right oh we got bored of being publishers we decided to just fuck with the public yeah we so. <laughs> basically <laughs> well i mean it's it's better than them becoming the the squid games of publishing companies i don't and know just what that means. corralling 400 people to play games to the death Oh, okay. So. I know what that means now. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for participating in that lightning uh, news round. Yeah. Cool. Let's was, move on to the new news. Five items, right? That was four. That was four? Yeah. Well, I've got six for you, buddy. <laughs> I've got six news items from Kevin's news <laughs> place. <laughs> <laughs> The Kevin Times, okay? <laughs> I've got six items on here. Let's get into it. The Number Kevin one. Sentinel. The Kevin The Kevin uh, High Times. There we go. Number one. Sony has officially bought Blue Point Games. Now, we previously <laughs> talked about this because yeah. they accidentally told us that they bought Blue Point Games. Yeah, and... I think that was an intern that fucked it up. Yeah, because <laughs> they're supposed to say that they bought up uh, Housemark, mm-hmm. and they were also like, check out this banner where we got Blue Point, and here's the Demon Souls thing. <laughs> like, fucked up. So like we knew this. Two or three months ago. Right. So, uh, yeah, you've really fucked up It's a Boy uh, moment for us. So, Sony Interactive Entertainment has tied the financial knot with the remake maker themselves. Blah point. After remastering Uncharted and remaking both Shadow of Colossus. Is it the? Shadow of the Colossus? Yeah. I would shorten that for, for the 2021 audience. <laughs> <laughs> and Demon's Souls. Demon's is his souls. <laughs> the casual observer would call the Austin, Texas studio first party. But they would have been dead fucking wrong until now. Studio president Marco Thrush told IGN, quote, We've loved working with PlayStation all these years. There's really nobody else we want to rather work with. So we started talking to these guys and it just happened to work out, end quote. Though you may be curious, what's the next game on the remake? 
remake docket for Bluepoint, the studio is more interested in making an original game. Quote, Our next project, we're working on original content right now. We can't talk about what that is, but that's the next step in the evolution for us. End quote. Thrush said with a rush. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. What a surprising bit of news. This has sent a thrush of blood straight to my brain and all over my body. I'm excited at this thought. Is that kind of like the rush of blood? uh, Yeah. Like Until Dawn thing? Never played that. We don't have PSVR. We do not. And I won't get it. <laughs> um, good for them. I yeah. again, I would have thought that they already had like a working relationship that was uh, a little more contractually bound than this beforehand. But yeah, it turns out no, they were still considered independent this whole time. And apparently, when they started on their remaster endeavors, they were like a team of fifteen. Mm-hmm. When they got over to Shadow of Colossus, they they up to like sixty five. And by the time that they finished. Uh, Demons as the souls. They had ninety-five people at this studio, wow. so they've been growing and growing and growing and becoming a uh, a, ge- a I should say a bona fide first-party effort. Uh, so now this just makes it official. That's good. Well, the problem is like I blame mm. Sony for part of this because mm. they're so weird with their current messaging of like what is a first party, what is a second party mm. studio. They're like, if you make games for PlayStation, you're first party to us. And it's just like, well, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, sure, yeah. I guess, but like contractually, you heard him, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> Herman Holst is in here with this fucking like by by the land word of law. But yeah, so they're they're messaging about what blue point was then the whole time was pretty weird anyway but like you're using them in such a capacity to pump out you know remakes remasters of first party games they might as well have been first party but i am glad that they are now you know by by contract of blood uh part of you know sony studios um i'm interested to see what they will do in terms of original ip yeah what's that gonna be right yeah like what are we working up to and what, what about their previous experience in forms like this new game as well, right? Like, they've mm. worked in such interesting, like, Soulsborne genre uh, to working in Uncharted. Like, they could go anywhere well, with they, their game. Yeah, they literally did so many different things. Didn't they do, like, a God of War? That's uh, where they started, yeah. right? They did the collection um, of remasters. Mm-hmm. And then I think they did God of War 3 remasters. Yeah, and then sure. Shadow of the Colossus. So, like, they have the chops to at least, like, know, like you know how to design a game from start to finish yeah using existing assets and i mean i'm sure they've learned a fuck ton in the process mm-hmm. um and yeah i'm just interested because they're they're a talented team like demon souls is i think a, a crowning achievement for the the ps5 it, it performs very well yeah and the gameplay is like super solid it's obviously and, their best game to date yeah i i can't really argue against that because like you know i had fun with the um uncharted collection but like we already got those games before right you now. So, but yeah, no kudos to them. It's hard earned, well-deserved. And it's interesting to see like Sony kind of like batten down the hatches now and like kind of just try and like snatch up what they can um, in this renewed console war with, mm-hmm. with, you know, Microsoft is Microsoft is buying up all these studios like left and right as well. That's you know? true. That is true. <laughs> like it's gotta be um, a pit for pat kind of thing, right? Yeah. Uh, of what's happening. It's interesting to see that kick up after, mm-hmm. like, it felt like it was very um, kind of democ- democratized for a while, where mm-hmm. it was like, you know, studios didn't really want to be under 
a parent company's banner or something like that, or mm. they wanted their independence, and companies like Bungie fought their way out of publisher relationships and yeah. shit. And now we're back to like, oh, uh, fucking, we we just want that cash flow, dog. Yeah, mm-hmm. we we're we're Sony Interactive now. Welcome to Sony Studios. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome to PlayStation Studios. I just say. Now I did read an article on ComicBook.com mm-hmm. that mentioned that yes, they were working on an original game, but also they have another project in the works, another remake of a beloved classic what be that classic that's speculation Mm -hmm. that's for the birds okay but i'm gonna say this and i mean it Mm -hmm. i think they're going to remake bloodborne i think that's the game they're gonna be sicked on okay okay because otherwise i might have said something like metal gear but Mm -hmm. i think we're because of another story that we're going to talk about today we're far gone from blue point ever touching metal gear all Wasn't right. there a rumor, like, or a leak this week as well, that, like, there was going to be a remake of Revengeance? <laughs> the fucking hack and slash Yeah. One? I could only see them doing, like, a remaster, not, like, a remake of that game. Mm. That would be strange. That's yeah. a strange one. I, I mean, that was kind of the the thought, the hive thought for a long time, where people were like, oh, yeah, yeah they're going to remake either Metal Gear Solid 1, you know, yeah. or like a silent hill game or something else right but my my thing is i think it's less likely that they would work on a third party ip mm-hmm. like metal gear which it is even though it was originally on the playstation mm-hmm. like that game is actually still 3p sure that franchise is 3p right yeah uh i think it, they would be sick on something that's exclusively only ever been on playstation right so yeah i mean that kind of tracks against everything else they've done so far in terms yeah. of uh remakes and remasters right so. interesting so, yeah it's a good uh, thought that or they'll be tagged in the help with that fuck remember the fucking last of us remake rumor that is kind of my worry that they're gonna yeah. get tagged in for that right because like it was weird who was working on that originally they said it was naughty dog but then a support studio came in for it is that even real people <laughs> no like, it, it is because people were like, yo, you don't gots to remake The Last of Us. Yeah, what was it? Was it Sony San Diego? I, it was something crazy like yeah. that. Either, yeah, one of the satellite studios was helping. Okay, well, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. We'll I, cover that when it happens in I a few I still weeks. don't want that. Anyway, we got more Sony shit for you. Sure. Because that's how it, the doc shook out. Just bear with me. And Number we're Sony two, suckers. We are. A new Twisted Metal may be in development from the makers of Destruction All-Stars. All right? Cool. I, know, I know you're a big uh, Love it. DAS fan. So much. <laughs> a big DAS daddy. <laughs> I'm the DAS daddy. <laughs> hey. I'm the DAS daddy. <laughs> Video Game Chronicle um, uh, chronicled that Lucid, the studio behind the PS5 exclusive Car Mayhem game, is working to revive even more Car Mayhem with a new Twisted Metal. The game may be connected to the recently announced Twisted Metal television series starring Anthony Mackie as John Doe. Okay, so I hadn't read any of this yet. Yeah. And I didn't is know that, that news to you as well? <laughs> I just dropped some sub news. This is one of the few times I haven't read the doc news ahead of time. Right. I would I would uh, demand that you don't, for I usually write it to surprise and delight you, and you open your presents before Christmas. <laughs> when I used to write, like, <laughs> as much as you did on these episodes, you yeah. would, like, interject, like, jokes in the middle of my writing sometimes. Yes. Just to, to trip me up. Just to fuck you up. So, That's pretty good. Yeah. I'll do that again. So this unannounced tie-in reboot thing will be the first mainline Twisted Metal since 2012's Twisted Metal. And I bet you $100 they'll also call this one Twisted Metal. Mm. There's no way that they're just not just going to call it Twisted yeah. Metal. So VGC reports that the game will likely adopt Destruction All-Stars' free-to-play model. Hmm by the way probably a big reason why they tapped them uh is to just be like hey man you did 
a car combat game for us, and it was like a PS5 footprint title that nobody fucking played or cared about. But we think you're good for this Twisted Metal. That might be one that people will mm-hmm. genuinely jump into, which I will. I, I have history with the Twisted Metal series. Yeah, I have a little bit of history with it, but not nearly as much as like everybody else does. Um, and I definitely didn't yeah. jump onto Twisted Metal Black either when that came out. Oh, it's the best one. Yeah, so. it's the best one. Yeah, you can actually play it on, on PS4 right now. Hmm. It's it's just like an up-res PS2 version, but it's mm-hmm. still like... It was the game, man. Yeah. That's that's the game that introduced me to Painted Black by the Rolling Stones. Oh, very cool. Okay. I see a red door. What am I going to do? You're going to paint it black. Exactly. I, and that song was always in my heart. I didn't have the words until I heard the Stones belt it. Okay? That's the truth. That's true. And then I have, you played it a bunch on Guitar Hero. That's true. I have not much to say on this, because I, too, did not play uh, The Destruction of the All-Stars, right? Mm-hmm. I downloaded it and then heard middling reviews about it, and yeah. I was like, ah, I don't have enough life left in the universe to be like committing to a game that I'm going to be lukewarm about, all right? Yeah, it seemed like one of those like car sports arena games that was just mm-hmm. juggling so many different ideas and mechanics. Um, I wow. know a few people who played it. Uh, my uncle played it for a little bit. He said it was okay. Um, <laughs> Glowing endorsement. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, he's a real gamer these days and we have to take his word to be law. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just something about it really just, I didn't care for. Because I don't really yeah. like sports games. Like I never played uh, Rocket League. Sure. And then that was a fun one too. There's a few others, kind of in that vein, like Pyre as well. I'm just like, ah, eh, whatever. Pyre, like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't enjoy too much of Pyre. I played it like at a, like at a PAX or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think the idea of like Twisted Metal coming back is big for people. You know, Sweet Tooth was such a like iconic like this is PlayStation type character, mm. and hopefully if they do it, they do it well. Hopefully when they do it, they do it right. And, you know, it gets the franchise back up and running in a way. So. Yeah, we're doing a little quantum break marketing tie-in synergy, right? Video game and a show. Like, is it going to be like, oh, the same events are occurring in the show? Mm-hmm. Or is it like the same universe? Like, well, we will see. Will Anthony Mackie become a playable character? It's going to be a downloadable skin. And right. And there's going to be a lawsuit because we made him floss or something. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> or we made a kiss another player a yeah. la, like, uh, what's that one thing? Striking Vipers from Netflix. What was that? It's it was the Black Mirror episode where Oh, yeah. that's a good one, yeah. right? Where where it's just two dudes just like kissing, right? Yeah, that's fine. Kissing brothers. You know? But they're kissing in a video game and banging it out, right? Mm. It's fine, that's fine. Anyway. Anyway. Mm. Yeah, I got I got a, not much on this. Bring back Vigilante Eight. Then I will wake up. I sure. will wake up and I'll be like, can I drive a school bus in this one? They'll be like, Oh no, that's still touchy. I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> you didn't do this right. <laughs> Anyway, I got a number three for you, Daniel. Mm-hmm. This one is a ongoing litigation situation. Mm-hmm. Okay, number three is Activision Blizzard is setting up an eighteen million dollar fund for employees harassed at Activision Blizzard. So, Activision Blizzard will create an eighteen million dollar fund compensating harassment and discrimination victims. This is, of course, in the face of an investigation conducted by U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, or the EEOC, following an avalanche of reports from current and former employees outing the sexual and racial harassment they faced while working for the publisher. This bit comes from the Washington Post, who, when they talk about video games, since I call them launcher 
Did you know that? Every time I log in, it goes, launcher. I'm like, I don't know. Anyway, the quote goes, As part of the agreement with the EEOC, Activision is required to expand mental health counseling services and will add a new personnel evaluation process where employees can leave feedback on their bosses. An independent, equal employment opportunity expert hired by the company will report to the CEO, the company's board of directors, and the EEOC. That's a lot of bosses, actually. The company must also give mandatory sexual harassment training that is live and interactive, end quote. Mr. Moneybags himself, one Bobby Kotick, wrote to employees that, quote, Our goal is to make sure that Activision Blizzard becomes and remains the very best example for other companies to emulate, end quote. Future changes, he says, will be informed by internal listening sessions held by the company. Whew, well, that's a lot. Um, and I think we're going to see more and more. Uh, it's, it's hard to call this the fallout because it seems like a constantly evolving situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost every week, it sounds like there's something terrible going on with Activision Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Uh, we briefly touched on previously that the... There's reports from employees that HR was, like, just shredding internal documents that could be used against them in court. And thus, this investigation got kicked off even harder. Because this wasn't even... These weren't even the guys that originally sued them. (laughs) This fucking state of California sued uh, uh, Activision. So they are embroiled in it, as we like to say. Deservedly so. That was the Department of, what, Fair Housing and Employment? Yeah. 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 It's hard to keep... This is another (laughs) investigation and lawsuit, man. But Jesus. Jesus Christ. Uh, one thing that I didn't note here that the launcher uh, noted was that uh, somebody who is on the board that represents a company of like a uh, shareholder kind of, uh, I don't I don't know. It was complicated. But they, they had criticism to this move because they said this just kind of like this doesn't admonish anybody. Mm-mm. And the other factor here is that if you really want to see like the problems that the company had trickled down from the top it's a leadership failure mm-hmm. and to maintain the same board of directors mm-hmm. that they have is a big part of the problem mm-hmm. is what they're saying so and i agree mm-hmm. right like it's the old phrasing right which is like you can't expect the person that wounded you to also cure heal you, you yeah. heal you yeah so that's come on uh how do you feel about this this 18 million dollar fund uh, just about what you kind of expressed right there. I think mm-hmm. it's kind of a, a cop out to just like let them be able to, you know, assumedly wash their hands clean of, of at least this instance of, of a lawsuit because there's so much more going on in the mm-hmm. background and just be like, yeah, we're going to set up this $18 million fund, you know, to kind of pay out employees and set up resources. I think like it, it is a thing that needed to happen, but it is not the only thing that needs to happen. And I don't want this to be like, something that is immediately seen as them in a good light again because this is like you know they wouldn't have had to have done this if they didn't have this kind of like mm-hmm. higher up corporate bred culture that got us here in the first place right so like i don't think they should be getting any pats on the back for it i think it's just like okay this is one of probably like 50 more things you need to do to salvage your company your work ethic and do right by the people that you harmed yeah. um i honestly yeah, I, I wasn't impressed by that, just them throwing money at a situation. Yeah, I'm not surprised that the money people decided to try to solve the problem using With money. money. Yeah. yeah, that's not a surprise to me. And another kind of um, 
let's just something to keep in mind is that Kotick himself mm-hmm. uh, is set to make what about 150 plus million dollars this mm-hmm. year. So throwing 18 million dollars at a problem just doesn't seem very. Um, mm-hmm. How would you say? Like, it doesn't seem like a drop in the bucket, right? I'm not saying the man needs to go bankrupt. I am saying that he probably shouldn't run that company anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, how about that? Go, just get the fuck out of there, right? Like, I, I there's nothing that tells me that he isn't part of the problem, mm-hmm. right? And these little messages about like, we want other companies to emulate us. They already do for the blizzard that you are. <laughs> so, and that's the problem. Yeah, I think if anything, you've set the example for how a company should not be, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm in complete agreement that, like, you know, Kotech, among many people that are still kind of, like, deeply embedded in Activision, in Blizzard, in Activision Blizzard, should be removed, um, should not be in leadership roles, and that is just kind of it, you know? The fact that there's these people who are probably still perpetuating these cultures nonetheless, you have people shredding up documentations, like, there, there's such a, a hurried uh, movement to cover up stuff and that is just a, a small sign of how bad it is outside of the accounts that we've already heard. Yep. Um, yep. I do. I will say that setting up, you know, resources for for health counseling and and giving like you know personal evaluation processes like for you know bosses and leadership is a good thing, and it should have probably already been there. Um, but I hope this just is one of those things that's put in place not just as a public good faith thing, and actually does well for the employees that are using it, right? Because like. I don't want to see them using this or going to HR and still being kind of like batted away, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, not being validated <clears throat> and listened to. So, yeah, that that obviously needed to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think still there's still a lot of work to be done on, on Blizzard and Activision side for sure. Years of work. Yeah. It'll take this, years. And people are still obviously going to blindly play these games, you know, as, as we've seen, you know, Diablo 2 Resurrected just came out and people are fucking playing that. Like, you know, nothing's happening, you know. Uh, Overwatch 2 is getting these, like, little video updates and people are talking about it as if, like, nothing's going on, you know. And uh, it's 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 a shame, really. Hmm. Um, while you and I sit here conflicted about, you know, whether or not we should even play an Activision game or... I played a beta for Call of Duty. You did. You did. And I didn't sleep. <laughs> You've had night terrors ever since. Pretty much every day. Um, the one thing that I will say is like this dole out of 18 million dollars it feels just i don't know like a band-aid solution at this point like i don't sure anybody will take money that's thrown their way right but like i don't think throwing money at somebody who had suffered very deep trauma from a company it's not gonna make it go away yeah Mm -hmm. sure like damages get paid all the time for things and yeah it'll make somebody you know happy in the moment to be like oh i got this money now but like they're still going to live with that trauma of what happened. So it's, you know, it's not a, a cure-all for the situation. And I'm all. wondering across, like, how many employees, like, this is being, like, divvied up. Like, what does what $18 million really amount to when you have, like, a workforce of, like, hundreds of people? Mm-hmm. Like, what, is, what, what does that look like on the individual basis? Probably, like, I don't know, some hundred of thousand dollars for people, mm. you know? Cool. Yeah. I think that's another thing that feels, like, kind of... Like, oh, here's here's money for hurting you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that. does that really make anybody feel better? Mm-hmm. It's nice to have money, right? Like sure. you're saying, but like, does that trauma don't go away? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It, it feels like a very shallow move from a company that's been shallow mm-hmm. for a very long time. And at at the the epicenter of the shallowness is one name that's always been with this company, as mm-hmm. far as I can remember. Hmm. 
And I'm not thinking of Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 rough, um, but I think uh, they need to they desperately need to keep setting up resources, you know, for trauma, you know, relief, all these different things that really just support the employees themselves because like that's that's what's important. Yep. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I do hope it gets better for the employees that work for this company that are in the midst of this and have chosen for one reason or another probably survival <laughs> mm-hmm. to continue on with this company that's hurt so many right mm-hmm. some people are stepping down what one of the lead creatives on overwatch too he mm-hmm. left um i forget who it was right if you're not jeff we just don't know we just don't know i'm sorry <laughs> but yeah <laughs> has jeff said anything actually i don't know i've i haven't really been like looking too closely on his mm-hmm. twitter feed for it Maybe there's a lot that he probably can't say just because of it being an ongoing legal thing. Oh, yeah. Thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if they, like, you know, subpoenaed him at some point and brought him into the court hearing and be like, so oh what goodness. has your experience with Activision Blizzard Can you imagine the headlines? Yeah. They're going to be like, Jeff Kaplan subpoenaed. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Not Daddy Overwatch. <laughs> Not Daddy oh Overwatch. Oh, my goodness. I'd break the internet. All right, I have a number four. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna move on to things that we've already talked about before because it sounds like we have a new fucking Konami rumor every week. This at this point, but this one is more substantial, uh, Daniel. Do you know why? Uh, Do you know why, Daniel? Because Konami is trying to get back into gaming for real, for real. It's more substantial because Pachinko is going down, baby. <laughs> <laughs> number four, Konami is reportedly bringing back Castlevania, Metal Gear, and Silent Hill. Another day, another rumor that a strange game creator, Konami, might actually make a video game again. VGC, they're all over this dock, this VGC. (laughs) VGC spoke to anonymous sources who are disallowed from speaking on the matter in order to preserve Jeff Keighley's world premieres. That's the only reason that video game leaks can't happen, by the way. (laughs) All right. The game awards are right around the corner, after all, December 9th. Did I get that right? Or is it 8th? I forget. Anyway, after having pivoted their business to pachinko machines, Konami now wants to bring back premium games. Mm. I'm sure the 27% decrease in gross revenue for pachinko spending from 2019 to 2020 had no part in that decision. But, you know, you never really know, right? Now, first up, we got Castlevania getting a reimagining and is being developed by an internal Konami team. Cool. Uh, That's all we know. (laughs) An external studio called Virtuous is working on a Metal Gear Solid remake. Virtuous has spent its 17-year career supporting and porting AAA games, including the Switch version of Dark Souls. You like that game. Instead of remaking the PS1 original, however, Virtuous wants to remake Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. What a thrill. Hmm. Like the song? Have you ever played Snake Eater? I have not, but I know the song. (gasps) Okay. To accompany the remake, previous titles in the series will see the old remaster treatment. Yeah, you actually can't get um, Metal Gear Solid 1 through 3, through 4 mm-hmm. on like PS4. Yeah, because it was all locked to what, the PS3? And the Vita, mm-hmm. somehow. <laughs> yeah, so that'd be cool to see those games back, actually. Uh, moving along here, as previously reported, Konami has several Silent Hill titles cooking right now, including one project that was outsourced to a prominent Japanese developer. Konami plans to unveil its plans sometime next year. Originally, they had planned to attend E3 2023, but pulled out due to timing issues. Sources indicate that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> got him! Oh! Oh! hey Now... Let's we got, we got, well, let's, let's take it in degrees. Sheet. 
Castlevania, mm-hmm. a new one. The last time we saw a new mainline Castlevania was 2014. Lords of Shadow 2. God, you played as a rat. You play as a rat. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the game director said that was 5% of the game and it's all that anybody could talk about. Yeah. <laughs> it, it stood out, buddy. It stood out. So I like Lords of Shadow, but mm-hmm. I think... If they were going to do a reimagining of this franchise, first of all, I already know it's probably not going to be 2D, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to keep on doing the advanced collections or what have you. We still need to get those DS games off the DS and onto a collection. Mm -hmm. Um, I know what you're going to say. PSVR 2. (laughs) What the f... (laughs) Oh, you you have to get a whip? You play as a Belmont. Wow. Repenting for your sins and killing vampires in first person. My God. You're right. This is the new direction. Konami's been spending all their... You can put it in the arcades too, right? Dave and Buster's. All the kids with a whip in hand. Just (laughs) just hitting those skeletons. (laughs) No, I think I know what you're going to say for this, but... I I think I know too. So, (laughs) I think... If you're going to reimagine Castlevania, you can perfectly make it into a 3D action game mm-hmm. that is in the vein of a Souls-like. Yeah. And it would make absolute sense, mm-hmm. and it would be very playable and very fun. And mm-hmm. I hope that they do. I hope that that's that one direction. Or do a traditional 3D platformer kind of hack and slashy jobby, and it'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, something not too unlike uh, what Lords of Shadow already put forth right mm-hmm. but yeah i think there's there's a lot of like directions you can go with that everyone wants to smack skeletons with a whip mm-hmm. whether it be 3d 2d or in real life you know so what, what would you want to see out of a new vania castle so i i mean i love the souls born it philosophy make it a souls born you know but like i th- i don't think that that needs to exist for everything in like the 3d action space unfortunately like you know because at some point you're gonna hit like genre dilution with something like that um sure. while, while it fits for castlevania for sure i feel like souls likes have gotten a little quiet recently mm-hmm. like you know yeah like in the last year there hasn't been like a notable one that came out it's like it's like they all got quiet because they know elden ring is gonna happen mm-hmm. and just embarrass all of them <laughs> yeah that that's fair but i mean i i would like to see it be this kind of like 3d yeah closed circuited open world adventure type thing i would like to see them stray away from the chapters that they did in uh symphony of the night sure not symphony of the night sorry uh, lord of shadow, shadow yeah. and have it be kind of more this like free form rolling narrative um at least with the gameplay like i would like to see the narrative hit certain beats like in certain moments but you know have it be more of a just kind of free form adventure um maybe in the vein of like you know how Symphony of the Night was, right? Where you mm. can kind of free roam around the castle a bit. Yeah. Um, but I, I would like to see them apply that philosophy. Not When I say like open world type game, I don't want it to be like you're strolling through fucking fields. Like I would love to see it take place in a fucking castle. Yeah, it would be very nice to see uh, Metroidvania mm-hmm. out of the Vania series yeah. once again. But like a 3D Metroidvania. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that would work pretty, pretty solidly. Yeah. Pretty stiffly. But if you're going to, like, reimagine it, like, yeah. I don't know, you have the Netflix show that is so, like, fresh in everybody's mind. Sure. And, like, a lot of people obviously know, like, the, the 2D platformers and, and love them and, you know, play the re-release collections as they come out. But, like, I, I would like to see them just go back to the roots and recontextualize, like, that DNA in a 3D space. Mm-hmm. Of being like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to take a Belmont or whoever back mm-hmm. to the roots of, of the, the series you're in a castle. You're going after Dracula. I want it to be stupid gory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
super stupid gory, like ridiculous, like I'm swinging around intestines, right? Mm-hmm. Can't get enough of this stuff, right? That's what I want out mm-hmm. of that game. Make it gory, make it spooky. Mm-hmm. Give me some Metroidvania aspects, mm-hmm. okay? Also, I want it to be in the year 2137 on a space crater. Okay. That's a specific one. Hmm. I don't think they'll do it. Castlevania in space. But I'm not going to rule it out because that'd be pretty neat the more I think about it. I want there to be a will they, won't they love arc between the main character and Dracula. And Dracula. Oh my God. Getting that suck in a different way, huh? Mm -hmm. Wowzies. That's the Mm S-U-C-C that I see on the TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. I'd be into it. A will they, won't they, right? Yeah. Every boss fight is pushing you towards will they. (laughs) Now, we got Metal Gear Solid, by the way. I know you don't have too much history with the Metal or the Solid or the Gear. Uh, But Snake Eater, do you think that's an interesting choice? Because, like, most people would be like, are you going to go back to Shadow Moses? Remake Part 1. But Snake Eater is a beloved title. I think it would be weird if they weren't doing the tie-in of, like, we're going to re-release or remaster, like, 1 and 2. Okay. Yeah, if they were just, like, out of nowhere, just being like, hey, we're going we're gonna to remake Snake Eater. It's like, why? <laughs> I, I, I actually, I don't, I don't know. I'm not mad about it. I think that's really interesting. I'm like, really? Snake Eater out yeah. of all of them? I mean, well, technically, it's one of the earliest points in the uh, chronology of Metal Gear. Okay. Because it's a prequel. You're not playing as Solid Snake. You're playing as his, his daddy. Big, Big Boss. Big Boss. Just known as Naked Snake in this game. Okay? And uh, he's shirtless in some of the portions of the title as well. This is, is originally a, what, PS2 and DS game? Uh, correct. Hmm. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Had a lot of survival aspects to it. You had to eat animals and hunt. And keep yourself hydrated and other bullshit. Did you eat snakes? You indeed eat snakes. <laughs> yeah, I have no, like, you obviously and a lot of our listeners have a bit more, like, kind of allegiance and yeah. history with the Metal Gear games. I've tried to get into them. I played Sons of Liberty. I got yeah. to the cool switch up part. I, I got, like, a few good hours of that. Right on, I right played on. Uh, Guns of the Patriot, you know. Yeah, you beat that one, right? I did not beat that one. Oh, no. okay. That game kicked me off really hard because it made me watch it more than play it. <laughs> I didn't find the gameplay that fun yeah, yeah, for what yeah. I was looking for. And then I've watched you play a lot of uh, Five. Sure. And I just, I don't think it's ever going to be my sort of franchise i mean but if they come in with this remake and like yeah. they, maybe they recontextualize some of the mechanics and gameplay mm-hmm. and make it feel like modern in a, a way that vibes with me yeah i'll play it for sure okay for sure yeah i i feel like if they adopt like any of the gameplay of part five yeah. this game would feel pretty great mm-hmm. um and then whatever other quality of life like yeah. things that you do i'm 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 intrigued in fact i would be less interested in a remake of the first game because i think like you kind of limit yourself some of the brilliance of that game's design is how claustrophobic some of it was, whereas mm. the sequels obviously opened up and even became open world in, in yeah. several instances. But um, And it did yeah. some like interesting mechanical stuff that like a lot of mm. games weren't doing back then, where it's like there was yeah. one boss that like could read your mind, and the only way you could beat him is by plugging in another controller or something like that. Right. So, Things that may not translate now. But I think if like you put it on the 
on the PS5, yeah. with the dual sense, you could probably do some interesting kind of like mechanic based stuff with that. Sure. Like whisper into the microphone to kill the boss and drive him insane or whatever. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could. You yeah. could do the bells and whistles. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm just not interested in part one being remade. Mm-hmm. Like I we, well one it already has a remake. <laughs> it's sure. called Twin Snakes. Yeah. It just that hasn't been that's been locked to GameCube. Mm-hmm. It's unavailable anywhere else. So that'd be cool to just remaster that and be like, that's your one remake. Mm-hmm. We're going to go make fucking Snake Eater d- do. I don't know. I'm interested. So the last thing on here, we've talked ad nauseum. Silent Hill. Coming on back. The only thing that's interesting about hearing about it literally again uh, without a fucking reveal mm-hmm. or any information is that it's being outsourced to a prominent Japanese developer. So an established studio. Mm-hmm. Right. Who do we think that could be? I have no idea. There's a billion studios in Japan. Um, when you use the word prominent, it makes me think of like, I don't know, Platinum Games, a few others. But And apparently they, they have some funky ideas for how to revitalize Silent Hill is what mm-hmm. the rumors are. Like it's not going to be like, oh, here's part one again. So who? Who could make a Silent Hill? <laughs> Give it to... Give it to Tango Gameworks. Give it to Tango Gameworks. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that is a prominent Japanese developer, actually. Yeah. I think they that would fit their catalog very nicely. Sure. Um, and didn't they have, like, pe- previous people from Konami, like, in their studio? Uh, I know for a fact Platinum Games. But, okay, yeah, for sure. But there's a wrinkle in that one. Hmm. That would mean Silent Hill is a Microsoft exclusive. Mm. Because... Bethesda owns Tango Gameworks and Microsoft owns Bethesda. That is a good point. And they don't do 3P no more. That is true. That so, is true. Well, we're, there were talks too of like, uh, mm. I think Microsoft working with like, at least Kojima uh, on, a, on a game. So, potentially. But yeah, I don't, okay. I wouldn't be surprised if it got seeded, you know, with Microsoft where it's like, hey, you do a Silent Hill game. You do a Silent Hill game over here. But there, were, there was that rumor back in the day mm. that Sony was the one trying to bankroll a Silent Hill game. Mm-hmm. I think this is all mostly hearsay bullshit probably conversations that got out of control because somebody overheard some shit that probably was never going to happen yeah. right there's still people out there thinking that kojima is going to come back to silent hills i don't i think that's like the impossible like if that were to happen that would like 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 jeff Keeley's game awards if they announced it there mm-hmm. like it would bring the roof down jeff Keeley would be dead yeah <laughs> No, I, would I, kill him, I think he's going to keep trying to work on whatever his successor to Death Stranding is going to be. And then, yeah. you know, him being in talks mm-hmm. with uh, with Microsoft to maybe one day make a game. That, yeah, I think he's got his his plate a little full here. And I don't even want to see that anymore. Like, let no. that fucking go away with it. I know, like, there, there was this kind of vaporware, like, uh, what was it? It's like social media blitz campaign that like abandoned was going to like, like resurrect silent Hills or a silent Hill game. And that was nothing. That was bullshit. That got out of control. That got way out of control. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I am tired of hearing about these rumors. (laughs) I'm I'm so fucking sick of it. So tired. Konami shit or get off. Yeah. Like it's, (laughs) I'll be excited when you actually do get back into the game space proper, but you know, until it happens, 
Hmm. You know, this this is going to be in tandem with like our last uh, news bit. You know, quit teasing me with rumors. Right. Quit letting shit leak. Just fucking do it or don't do it. Right, and do it in a three shot. Know. Right, do it like just announce all three fucking new things yeah. in like one little showcase. Because there was a you know rumor that we were going to get like an Until Dawn style Silent Hill game that we were yeah. going to get a fucking like remake reimagining. Right. Oh my that, god. That that uh, members of Team Silent or like the director of the original game is working on yeah. it. That dude fucked off. He's somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> like they like the yeah what was it called again oh yeah that sony studios would be working on it mm-hmm. whatever it was called no nah, no nah, okay know. i don't know what this is so outside of platinum and yeah. tango gameworks which i think would be two good studios to like yeah. pull for this who do you think would be a different capcom <laughs> <laughs> and konami wouldn't make it happen but god damn it they should you want to go for prominent you yeah. want to go for people that know uh how to do some horror give it the capcom <laughs> Give it to them. That's what see I would what do. I would love to see it, but I didn't. I'm not going to say it because I don't think it'll ever happen. No, no, I don't think it'll ever happen, right? But, but it would be interesting after all this time yeah. for them having been competitors to see them merge in a way. I know. Capcom yeah. working on a Silent Hill? The Reddit couldn't take it. I think they had. <laughs> if that were a thing to happen, yeah. nobody would do it better because they've already proven themselves in the remake space. Uh, with you know Resident Evil Two remake and Three remake of what like an older horror game yeah. could look with a new DNA injection, um, and even first person horror like they've proved it with Resident Evil Seven and Village that they can mm-hmm. do this different style of like survival horror mixed with action. If they can um, do it, man. Whoever tackles it, I need it one to be scary. Two, I need it to not play like dog shit. Three, right. throw out the stupid fucking weird Japanese puzzles. Okay. You want the Japanese who are developing this? Yes, I need. I want these asinine <laughs> puzzles. Not have puzzles? To, to, no, I want puzzles. Oh, okay, but I don't want these fucking nonsense puzzles that oh, okay. Silent Hill Two had. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. F- fish out a, a, f- a fortune cookie yeah. uh, from a toilet. Yeah, and, and then attach it to a, a clothes hanger, and right. then hang it outside for a day. Type in uh, pie <laughs> to a door. Hey, I remember. I remember. They're dumb puzzles. They weren't the best. But those games were at least, like, atmospherically scary. It was one of those things that, like, I feel like Silent Hill felt like they had to do it mm-hmm. because they were in the survival horror space. And they're like, well, that this is what fans think survival horror mm-hmm. is. And it was like, you're really good at atmosphere and creeps and having these fucking pseudo-intellectual, like, what's real, what's not mm-hmm. kind of themes pouring throughout the game. You're not good at puzzles. Yeah. <laughs> or combat. <laughs> you insist on having both of those things Mm -hmm. in these games so either get someone that can do it well or don't do it but again i'm talking about games that are like 300 years old now Mm -hmm. literally if you can do anything now and it'd be like oh cool (laughs) right like like you haven't done anything with this franchise in forever so i'm i would be excited for whatever that is but it almost feel like a moment of like oh thank god they can fucking shut the fuck up about rumors wasn't there a rumor too that Bluebird Studios was working on a Silent Hill? Yeah, dude, like, that they partnered with. Uh, but again, they're not uh, a prominent Japanese studio. No, last time I checked, very yeah, European or American? I forget. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Very Western. Anyway, well, that's a next year thing. Yeah. So officially, the save room is saying that you can't talk about Silent Hill <laughs> yeah. rumors until 2022. All right, that's, that's it. You're that's, done. That's our word. Everyone's done. <laughs> I got a number five on here. Can we talk about this? Yeah, we can talk about this. Okay. Phil Spencer says next-gen console shortages will continue into 2022. The ex-boss himself spoke with the rap, admitting that it won't get any easier to grab an Xbox Series X or S at all. <laughs> 
Now, his quote was, I think it's probably too isolated to talk about it as just a chip problem. When I think about what does it mean to get the parts necessary to build a console today and then get it to the markets where the demand is, there are multiple kinds of pinch points that process. And I think, regretfully, it's going to be with us for months and months, definitely through the end of this calendar year and into the next calendar year. End quote. Now, Spencer, ever the gaming gentleman, sends his condolences to the fans. Quote, The thing that's just most disappointing is the fan disappointment. People really want this new generation of consoles. They're good consoles. <laughs> Both from us and the other platform owners. <laughs> and they want the new functionality. We're working hard to bring them to market, but it's going to be a challenge that we'll work through for quite a while. End quote. God damn it, I want a Series X though. Halo's coming out, man. Yeah. I need to get my Battle Royale. People are saying that like the infinite multiplayer is Battle really Ruffle. good. I said Ruffle. Battle Ruffle. Battle Ruffle. Battle Ruffles have ridges. <laughs> Yo, did you get those gamer ruffles? <laughs> the Battle Ruffles with your fucking, your orange Mountain Dew, your gamer fuel. Let's get in there, man. Get the land party going in the garage. Chip yeah. shortages. There, sure. There's no shortage in the bags, but there's shortage in, in China. There's shortage with the companies right. that need to be manufacturing. But my dude's saying it's not just a chip shortage. Yeah. It's the rest of the fucking console, too. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. I'm not surprised. Oh no! I mean, look at look at all the shit that's happening, like in normal standard industries. You work for a company that does shipping. I work for a company that does shipping. Wow, probably. Uh, supply chains are fucked. Like standard totally fucked. standard things that like you know you could get in a normal calendar year are just in short supply. Fucking, we can't get lemonade to a Starbucks, you know? So, like, I'm not surprised that they can't get these fucking, like, multi-part, multi-aspect consoles that have fucking solid-state drives, you know, mm. <laughs> to get manufactured and shipped. And... I miss my green tea lemonades. Yeah. That's true. Also, cargo. Mm -hmm. Cargo ships. The cargo containers themselves apparently have become exorbitantly expensive, thus fucking up the whole supply chain and actually making sure the business go, like, well, actually, I don't need the import that fuck mm. that right uh that's becoming a huge problem like mm. the price like you know like you've seen it before we live in seattle like yeah. the docks of those fucking cargo containers apparently it's like fucking fifty thousand dollars to rent one of those nowadays wow. like, it's horrible did not fucking realize crazy that. yeah it's insane so people are like um no i'm trying to ship plushies fuck that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're getting shortages of literally everything right mm -hmm. and if all this stuff is well primarily made what at, at manufacturers like foxconn for mm -hmm. instance and they're can't even get shit sent yeah we're gonna have some problems. Foxconn is out of China, right? Correct. Yeah. Um. So that sucks for me. <laughs> I want. I want a Series X. Yeah, you wanted one for Christmas, huh? Yeah, man. I want mm. to play some Halo, dude. And I love Game Pass, but my PC can't play every game. Mm -hmm. Uh. Well, but an Xbox Series X next gen, 120 mm -hmm. frames per second, boy. I think it might. Well, I think by the time these become available, at sure. least we'll have ridden out the wave of like. Uh, what should we call first launch consoles you know like our ps5s mm -hmm. are seeing like weird problems right now where yours is just like shutting off randomly mm -hmm. um, so at least launch we'll, woes and tricks yeah we'll have passed that weird launch wrinkle phase and yeah, right. you know by the time we can finally get one that isn't like a you know one thousand dollar scalper <laughs> console yeah that, uh, that they'll that be good be nice yeah. that would be nice to not deal with that because that's uh all over the place right now mm -hmm. um and apparently these scalpers are just hoarding these things, right? Mm -hmm. And trying to sell them for like 1100 bucks. Fucking crazy. I am okay. Well, I'm not okay with the scalping. Fuck that. Scalpers should be scalped. You're okay with spending yeah. 1100 bucks on quality gaming. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll put my money where the games are, baby. <laughs> yeah. 
so for me, I'm I'm gonna probably wait it out like another year or so because like I'm I'm not so excited about like you know Microsoft's launch offerings here. Um, obviously, the prospect of of Games Pass and just having this kind of like ever well of content and new games and old games to play that I've never touched is exciting. Yeah, they, they made Halo Infinite. Yeah, they <laughs> know it's forever. <laughs> it's the forever game. It's crazy. But for me, it's like, well, I want to see some of these like relationships start to blossom. You know, with what. You know, <laughs> well, they purchased a lot of fucking studios. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah, they okay. got Obsidian under their belt. They got Bethesda. So like, I'm interested in that like portion yeah. of the uh, current gen for Xbox to see like, you know, what is you know an Xbox exclusive Bethesda game look like, or what is the like exclusive Obsidian game look like, or whatever. You know, Fable when that comes out, what is that going to be? Daniel, so, like, what is a console shortage but demand persevering? Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> You know, we'll so, get there. Yeah. I just, I want it now. God I know. damn it. I know. And every time, every time, Dan, you know what happens? Mm. I got Wario64 on the Twitter feed. He'll fucking say, he'll put a tweet and go, hey, Walmart's got some Xbox Series X's. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit, dude. He says it'll be available in five minutes. Let me go fucking boot up my app. I got the Walmart app, dog. Do I'm not really? just going on browser. I have the okay, app. Wow. I have my shipping settings already set. Okay. And when I get in there and I see, oh, it's fucking 11.59, let me keep on refreshing and fucking get to 12 p.m. You know what happens? Nothing. Timeout. Error. Timeout. Error. Error. 404. Everything's fucked. Everything's broken. Everything's all. Sorry. So here's what we're going to do. Yeah. Next time Wario fucking comes and he's like, ah, Wario, he's a sale. His Xbox coming out. (laughs) However he talks, right? Yeah, that's how he talks. (laughs) Whenever Wario comes out next and is like, hey. Uh, Xbox Series X or S is, is is going live for sale at this site. This site, we're gonna fucking take our two phones. We're gonna take our four nice collective one. laptops, right? And we're gonna fucking launch the site at the same time across all these devices. And we're bound to at least get luck on one, right? Because I think the problem is you've been approaching it by yourself, yeah. And you need my help. Sure. You know, there might be a chip shortage, but there's not a shortage of Daniel wanting to help his buddy. There's not a shortage of friendship <laughs> yeah, exactly. during this pandemic. That's the message of the saver, yeah. by the way. There's no shortage of friendship. <laughs> okay? You're right about this. Yeah. How about we learn how to write a script that automates this for us? Oh, I'm too stupid for Because that. that's what the fucking scalpers yeah, did. That's, that's how true. they're getting this. And they're putting in their fucking exorbitantly expensive cargo containers <laughs> and just hiding the stock of Series X's. <laughs> you understand? It's fucked. It's terrible. I hate this future. Anyway, speaking of terrible future <laughs> and console news or whatever it is that we're on here. I have a number six on here. We're going to close this out today with Nintendo denies rumors of a 4K Switch console. Woe is me. On October 8th, the Switch OLED, or the OLED, is it the OLED? OLED. OLED. Oh, Will OLED. release. And Nintendo swears it's the only new SKU it has planned. But Bloomberg, on the other hand, reports that people in the know know that a beefed-up Switch is expected to release late next year. Bloomberg also says employees from 11 game developers ranging from indie to AAA have 4K-compatible dev kits for the Switch. However, the Bloomberg article only references one company, Zynga, the studio behind your mom's old favorite game, Candy Crush. 
a representative from Zynga went on record to say they do not have a 4K dev kit from Nintendo. And then Nintendo told Bloomberg their reporting was inaccurate without pointing out which parts were wrong. They did, however, subtweet the fuck out of Bloomberg on their official Twitter account, stating, quote, A news report on September 30th, 2022 falsely claims that Nintendo is supplying tools to drive game development for Nintendo Switch with 4K support. Mm -hmm. To ensure correct understanding among our investors and customers, we want to clarify that this report is not true. The part that is true... We love Candy Crush. I love Candy Crush. <laughs> Nintendo then reiterated that they only have plans to release the Switch OLED model. So what in Mario's musky mustache is going on? Are we to believe Bloomberg's reported, driven by a writer named Takashi Mochizuki, who seems to know way more about Nintendo's plans than even Nintendo does? Or do we believe Nintendo, a multi-million dollar corporation on the cusp of releasing a new SKU whose sales could be impacted by Switch Pro rumor. Oh, wait. I might answer the question. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so, this is quite the mystery, my friend. I will not believe it until it comes from one man himself. Yeah. Jeff Grubb. <laughs> until Grubb snacks himself. Yeah, until it leaks from his private Discord channel. He is the only other person in games media that has ever even corroborated these rumors mm -hmm. by saying, all I've ever heard is that 2022 is the release for a 4K Switch. Yeah. That's all he's ever heard. And of course, Nintendo uh, has nothing to gain by telling us about a 4K Switch when they want to pump out the OLED models. But mm. it does beg the question, why release OLED to begin with if you were going to prioritize a 4K model a year later? What's going on? I don't know. Why release 16 different versions of the 3DS? Because that's what <laughs> Nintendo has always done. True. True. They're a console manufacturer and they fucking pump out all these different iterations. They absolutely have nothing but iterations. But why Why be so steadfast in being like, no way, no, we have no, no, no plans. Get out of it. No. Is it just as naked as we think it is? The avarice of greed, Daniel? Buy an OLED. There's nothing happening in the future. And then, oh, lo and behold, what's Jeff Keighley playing with? <laughs> <laughs> We see it. We see it behind him on the Game Awards in his, in his own fucking bedroom. <laughs> While he's on a Zoom call. We, we see it. What could it be? Uh, I mean, obviously they want to sell their OLED models, right? I don't screen. think that the OLED being out there, though, is going to stop people from potentially buying a different model, right? Because, like, sure. they're going to buy the one that they, they feel called to by, you know, price tag or feature set, right? It does seem a little <coughs> weird for them ha to have kind of released this, like, low to mid-tier console iteration when they had the... It, if they have the the pro 4k pro planned mm -hmm. um but i think when that comes out it's going to be a bit pricier anyway like that we're looking at probably like a 400 to 500 dollar switch model at that point um but i think they just probably want to announce it and release it in their own style and i think it's gonna come probably when a certain game comes out i.e breath of the wild too so like i think it's gonna probably hit in tandem with that Here's another theory before we are theorists. What if they did, in fact, have plans? In fact, some rumors say that they told their publishing partners in 2020 to get ready and start making sure that their games were 4K compatible. That was another rumor that sure. 
fucking nobody wanted to say yes to, right? Except for anonymous sources, these mm-hmm. beautiful anonymous sources that will not be named or or face shown, right? But what if they did have plans and they scrapped those plans? Because we just talked about a story yeah. where Phil Spencer doesn't, he can't, the boss can't make more Xboxes. Mm-hmm. He's like, fuck, dude, we got shortages of every goddamn part of an Xbox. Yeah. And they said to themselves, ah, oh, fuck, we can pump out an OLED, but we can't do a 4K. Mm-hmm. Like, we just don't have the parts for it, right? They could have aborted these plans yeah. for all we know. And we're just talking about, oh, God, it'd be so cool for something that will never happen. My God. We've been played. No, I think that's spot on. Or like, are we playing ourselves? Because like when we've talked about it in the past, it's like, well, yeah, there is a mic, like there's a fucking semiconductor shortage, there's part shortages. It's it's everywhere. It's unavoidable. And I think maybe they want it to be this thing where like when they finally are able to release it, they want to be able to release like a lot. They don't want to just yeah. be like, hey, so we announced the you know 4K Switch Pro, whatever the fuck it's going to be called, and we can only get out ten thousand. Sure. You know, they, they. I think they want to do a mass release of those consoles, and if they can't do it now, then they're definitely going to keep tight-lipped until they're able to. Mm, but I, if this ever does come out, I don't see it happening until like 2022 or 2023 anyway, because mm. C, re, you know, the Switch OLED, they still want that to have its own time to shine and sell through, so. You mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll tell you this. One way or another... Man, I would get a 4K Switch. I, I would want a 4K mm-hmm. Switch. I think back at games like Monster Hunter Rise and how they look like trash on mm-hmm. my 4K compatible television for yep. some reason. And I just can't fucking fix it. The TV's too good for what Nintendo is outputting. It's insane. That game ran at like 15 frames per second. It was a bad time yeah. in some instances. Yeah, for sure. Same it, with, uh, what is it, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity? Oh, yeah. Age of Calamity is trash if you try to run it on. It, fucking even handheld, it mm-hmm. struggles. But yeah, it's. Uh, I would like a more compatible. That's the other thing. I don't want just 4K. I want games that could run at 60 frames. Mm-hmm. Right? That, that would be very nice for me. <laughs> but, you know, if it doesn't happen, whatever. I'm, you're not going to break my heart. I'm also not going to get an OLED. No, I, I don't think so. I at this point, like like we talk about across many episodes, as you know, where our Nintendo allegiance lies, where our Nintendo allegiance lies. I don't play my Switch enough to justify buying another model right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just I'm sorry, Nintendo. Like you, you got good games, but it's not always what I'm looking for. Um, but if you you know one day do come out with a Switch Pro model and there's games that are kind of compatible with it and they pump on a different level, then yeah, I will buy another switch uh mm. especially if it's anticipated that like they don't have plans to make another new console anytime soon and they're gonna ride out the you know life of the switch probably for another five years like i do think like, like we're gonna be stuck in this console generation probably in the way that we were in the ps3 generations where these consoles are gonna be around for fucking like 10 or so years just because they can do so much, like, with the hardware at this point, you know? Mm-hmm. And I imagine the dev kits, like, they're... Just hearing about what people can do with the PS5 dev kits is just, like... It's impressive. So, keep on keeping on with it. No need to cut the fucking generation short if you can't even fucking manufacture consoles. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it, it's strange, because, like, the Nintendo's console gen is, like, out of step with their competitors. Because they been. release, like, at the tail end of uh, last gen yeah. for Switch. Sort of the tail end of last gen, right? Um, if you want to count 2020 as being the start of of the new gen. Sure. Uh, but yeah, they they always seem to be... like. I guess it's weird outlook to be like, oh, you're always behind tech-wise, but it's like, 
they're ahead of the game at being Nintendo every single time. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's any real force function except for a poor performing console that Nintendo would need to, like, switch around how they think or operate. Mm-hmm. And that hasn't happened. No, I think... <laughs> since the Wii U. If you look at their first-party games and how they sell, like, year to year, they sell higher in numbers than, like, mm-hmm. first-party, like, Sony or Microsoft games. Mm-hmm. I think they had a game that just crossed like 30 million units shipped, which is crazy. Might have been Mario Kart. Yeah. It was one of them, right? That's fucking yeah. nuts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's like saying that like everybody that owns this system has this game. Mm-hmm. But like that's in, that's intense. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, I talked some kind of like shade about them on the last episode because it's just like, well, you know, I do, I do feel they're behind aspects, but obviously like. The numbers are showing that they're doing the right thing for themselves, so like they're gonna keep fucking doing what they feel is right. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, I honestly don't even think Nintendo needs to release something like a 4K Switch. Certainly not to be successful, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, if if the business proposition isn't there for them, also think about the price. Like, mm. so the OLED's three fifty. You think the 4K is gonna come out at three fifty? No, I'm like, not at all. Ah, it's gonna There's be like no four. Way. It's gonna be four plus, man. Yeah. So you know, then you're talking about. I'm, Spending four hundred dollars on a switch. Why don't I just spend that money on one of these five hundred dollar fucking four K to eight K compatible consoles? If that's what I care about, right? Like if I'm a consumer that cares about that, mm-hmm. it's like, what am I doing going to Nintendo for this shit? <laughs> I mean, I guess if you've been waiting to get a switch, like that is yeah. going to be the best one to probably get. Like get the right. four hundred dollar one. Again, we're speaking very speculatively because, like, it's again still rumors and we can only speculate. Yeah. But, like, if I didn't have a Switch at that point and, you know, I was looking at, like, five years of Nintendo Switch's catalog, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, why not get this? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard the rumors from the save room that Monster Hunter Rise plays like shit on a normal Switch. So, of course I'm going to fucking get it on the Switch Pro because that's going to be banging. I want Sunbreak. (laughs) Fair enough. Oh, Nintendo, wherever you may roam, wherever on earth you are, Mm -hmm. I, I... I don't know. I don't really. I don't care. <laughs> I have nothing to say to them. Good. Good job being reported on, and then having to counter a report. Good job. <laughs> the thing that like fucks me up about like them and Konami is that I, I like I'm just tired of hearing the rumors. You know. I'm sure they're tired too. There's only one rumors I want to hear, and it's Fleetwood Mac's rumors. Okay. Oh yeah. You know. Okay. That was a deep cut. Was a deep cut. It's not that deep. People love that. Album. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a shallow cut. <laughs> well, oh well. I mean, I it'd be cool, but I don't. I don't know. So many games. Why do I? Why do I need to go rebuy a thing? I have a Switch. I don't use it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That is very true. I want a Series X. I would use it. Mm-hmm. I have Game Pass. I would only use it for Game Pass. Basically, it'd be great. What is like the first like? games pass type game that you would play second extinction hmm. i've already played it yeah. but i'll play it again on my my series x that game looked pretty cool it was really fun shoot some dinosaurs you shoot a lot of dinosaurs it's the whole thing they just released season six i don't know what that means but usually there's like a new di- they added flying dinosaurs season six yeah the game's in seasons isn't that game in beta still? yeah it's still <laughs> like I, that, that's, true. that's such fucking like yeah. PUBG shit to do right like such Fortnite shit to do i don't know what will push him over the like hey we're retail now like marker mm. like this is a released game i'm not i'm not sure i i you if you get it on steam you got to pay for it yeah get on game pass it's free i don't know i don't know do they think there's a subsection of gamers that own like an xbox one slash x or series x mm-hmm. and say to themselves i will not participate in game pass the greatest deal in games <laughs> and i will 
singularly buy a copy of Second Extinction when it releases. <laughs> they might. That, I, Who is this user? I feel like the, that's, <laughs> that's got to be the problem for a lot of people that own Xbox yeah. now, where it's like, well, I have Games Pass, so like, why would I ever buy a physical game again? But you have the people that still want those. They like they yeah. pride themselves in building a collection, right? Physical True. media is not quite dead, I'm but in. you know I the like value boxes. prospect of like just getting the stream a game well i can't i can't even say play it for free because you pay for games pass but getting to play it day one on there and not having to buy another copy like that's a very attractive prospect to people Mm -hmm, right there's mm -hmm. so much value in that so yeah it's right there man and the best part is you just download them Mm. you don't have to worry about internet connection uh, after downloading it unless it's an online game yeah or maybe you need to be online to have the game pass working i'm not sure well the best part is you got to worry about your internet connection Mm. In this modern era. That's true. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. Well, that's all I got. That's all the news I had, man. Yeah, that all was a uh, that was that was a good rundown. You know, we got we got through the news. I appreciate you collecting all these little morsels. Got them of, of, of news here of rumors. And, yeah, dude. And great hype. album, Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> okay, get out of here with that what, shit. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, well, there you go, kids. Thank you. We came back with the news, mm-hmm. and now you've been newsed. Yeah. You've been baptized by the save room's take on news you've already heard before. Exactly. Mm. Enjoy those morsels. Okay? Think about them. Think about them. Think about Marinate with them a little bit. Think about Platinum Games making a Silent Hill game. Would be pretty cool. Right? You get in there and hack and slash and there'd be like, you'd have to shake the controller motion style or something. You're gliding. (laughs) You're gliding. gliding. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Yep. If you guys had such burning, hot, seeking thoughts about Silent Jesus. Hill, about the chip shortage, about, you know, is is Car- the Switch Pro real? Cargo containers. If you want to tweet us about cargo ta- <laughs> containers, you could do a... Wow. <laughs> Fuck, I fucked that up. <laughs> if you want to tweet us about cargo containers, you could do it over on Twitter, at Show. How many Xboxes could you fit in a cargo container? That's what we want to know. Probably like a hundred thousand. Probably like a lot. Yeah. Probably like a hundred thousand of those. But I guess it would depend based off of the model too. Like if yeah. you had Series X's or Series S's, because they have different shapes. We have breaking news, Daniel. No, we don't. Oh my god. Neil Druckmann just tweeted, binge two amazing shows in a row. Check out Midnight Mass and Squid Game. There it is. Beautiful genre stories that put characters first. And he would know. He would know. Oh my god. What a what a day. What a day. Crazy. Wow. That's good Sunday, breaking news. Sunday streaming. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> or sorry, Sunday podcasting. I it's mean, it's, it's like, a different beast. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Different world, man. Can we start calling this the Save Room Mass? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Yeah. The, or how about the Lord Save You Room? <laughs> we will workshop you that face. off air. But I appreciate the thought. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. Remember to save your games. Let the Lord save your games. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to dip my Series X in the holy water and save it.